the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Submit your faith story or prayer request today at jennifer-jackson.org. You're listening to Simply for Women. Yes, you are. This is Jennifer Jackson here. It's a great day, a great day to be together and serve the Lord and honor God and read his word and pray all of the good things that we do here at Simply for Women. And my favorite part of the show is the interviews, because I love hearing the stories. I love hearing what God has done and the testimonies of how he moves in our lives. He is so faithful. He is so good. And so today I have a treat. I have Elaine Bolton. Welcome. Hello. I'm so glad, Elaine, that you're here. She's live in the studio here today with me. And the funny thing is we work together almost every day. We feel like the church next door is our home. We're always there. She's in the office. She does uh, so many things from leading to helping to answering phones. I mean, just serve the Lord in any way. You're incredible. Thank you. (laughs) I love how you do that. I love how you pray for people. You have a heart for people. And at the same time, you help us with just the practical tasks. And then you lead. You're always leading women. And so welcome to the show. We want to hear your story, Elaine. It's really good. It's so powerful how God has moved in your life. Yes, it is a um, very powerful journey that I've taken uh, with beginnings in inner city Chicago uh, on the south side. Um, we were poor, lived in a two-room two apartment. Mm, how many? We? Six. Six. Yes. That mom, dad, and... And, and myself with, with four siblings, yes. In a two-room apartment. Two-room apartment. We uh, all shared the bedroom together. Mm-hmm. And I can remember sleeping with my brothers and sisters in one bed. And mm. uh, my mom and dad shared that same bedroom. Um, we didn't have, like, the creature comforts you would see in a normal home, like a sofa and a chair. Mm-hmm. All we had in the outer room, which was our living area, was a table mm. and chairs, a dining table and chairs. Wow. Um, and I can remember family dinners around that chair, too. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom, she was very young when she had us. She had my mm-hmm. sister when she was 17. Wow. And she had me when I was 19. And basically, she was a child raising children. Sure, yes. sure. Um, my dad's uh, mom and dad lived across the hall, so they gave us some support uh, when and if my mother might, you know, ask for it. She was very shy and and very into, you know, raising children. And she didn't think much of outside of that area. Mm-hmm. She, um, she instilled in us those things that she thought were proper. Mm-hmm. And I do believe she had a sense of God in her life. I remember time when she said she took us to church, but I don't remember the church she took us to. Mm-hmm. But she had that in her makeup. Yeah. And she, uh, to me, was a very strong woman. And uh, she really had to be when my dad uh, went to prison for a time. Oh, wow. So she had four children. She and, was, and where were you in the lineup again? I'm the second oldest. You're the second oldest. Second oldest. And I was six at the time. Mm-hmm. So my older sister, she was about eight. Mm-hmm. Um, did staying in the same room in bed, did that make you closest siblings? Not really. We, yeah. We, as we were growing it's up. It's just hard. Yeah, it was hard. 
uh, two girls, two boys. Mm-hmm. We pitted, you know, <laughs> against one another at times, but uh, it was good. And, I mean, we didn't have any friends. We were our, you know, our social outlet, so to speak. So um, my mom raised us in that two-room uh, apartment for for years, and then my fi- my father finally got out of prison. Okay, and you and, well, you said you were six when he went to prison the first time. Yes. Do you remember the day? No, I don't. Okay. I just remember he wasn't there. Yeah, he yeah. wasn't there a lot. And even mm-hmm. when he wasn't in prison, he wasn't there a lot. I mm-hmm. never remember him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I uh, acknowledged his presence when he came back because uh, he decided he was going to try and, and raise his family. Okay. So he. Um, did odd jobs for a while, and then eventually he started hauling scrap metal, mm-hmm. which was very lucrative back in those days. Okay. So, um, and then that too, he decided we needed a bigger place to stay. We needed to mm-hmm. move, so we moved to the projects. Okay, in in inner city Chicago. In inner city Chicago. What was that like? That was an adventure, <laughs> but that also was the place where I first uh, belonged to a church. Mm-hmm. And my mom, she uh, would give us 10 pennies every Sunday morning and oh. send us off to the church down the street. Wow. And I was about 11 then. Mm-hmm. And, and my sister and I, uh, we joined the choir with oh. another friend in the projects. Her name was Lynette. And we mm-hmm. formed a trio. Oh, how cute. And it was very cute. I learned how to really worship and sing and love the Lord at that time. Mm-hmm. And life at the uh, church was a little different from life at home. So I got a different perspective in that. Were they loving? Very loving. Uh, we had lunch after church. Oh, that was nice. Every every Sunday after church, yeah. we had lunch. Mm. And uh, then we'd go home. And my father was very uh, strict. Yeah. After he got out of prison, he was, he was very mm. strict. I, I, I noticed that first off. But he did try to do family things. We went to movies. Okay. We went to picnics on the beach um, and uh, in the park. So maybe he appreciated the family a little more he after did. prison? Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, however, there wasn't any love mm-hmm. in the house. Wow. Because he was very um, controlling mm-hmm. and very strict. I mean, we weren't allowed to do anything outside of playing in the playground with, with those friends. But at school, mm-hmm. we couldn't do any extracurricular activity or anything mm-hmm. of that sort. Only he, the church. Right. And all, all he really wanted to do was earn money. Mm-hmm. He had that love of money that God tells us not to have. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he made a life for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and What was the house like in the projects? It was bigger. Okay. So did, <laughs> we had did you least, share a room with your sister now? We had now, at or? least uh, three bedrooms. Okay. The boys shared one and the sister and I shared the other. And my, of course, my dad and mom had the other. Well, that was good. Yeah. And we had the one big room, a dining area, mm-hmm. and there were sofas and chairs. And so you, you graduated to sofas. That yes, was nice. Yes, and coffee tables, so it was nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, my sister and I pitted against the boys, and one day we, <laughs> we did a boxing ring <laughs> in the front room, and we broke my mom's table. Oh, that went over well, I'm sure. Oh, she's like, mm. and we, we put it together so it seemed like it wasn't broken, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my god. It goodness. was broken. <laughs> did Mama cook? She cooked. She's mm. the best cook. And she was one of those. She's, she grew up in Arkansas as well as my okay. dad. So she okay. just threw things in and yeah. it always tasted good. Oh, that was nice. And she was good at sewing our clothes. And mm-hmm. for a long time, we didn't get store-bought clothes, but we never went without a meal or clothing. So for a teenage mom, wow, she was really giving a huge effort. Yes. And I asked her sometimes later on, I said, how did you ever raise all of us? Yeah. Because ultimately we became eight. Mm-hmm. 
or more after my dad got out of prison. Okay. So you said he went to prison several times. So when you were six, he went in, and then he... He was only in prison the one time, but it was for like four years. Okay. So you would have been 10 or 11 when he mm-hmm. got out. Now you're moved to the projects. Did he go back to prison again? No. Okay. No. Okay. He worked on his business as a scrap hauler. Mm-hmm. He had a garage, you oh. know, in the neighborhood. So uh, he was he was building his future, so to speak. Yeah. But like I said, all he wanted was the money. Yeah. And um, I just understand that. At church, there's a life, but at home, there's a different life. Mm. And I was happy to be able to see that there was a different life at church. Right. And that was something I just looked toward mm. because, um, I mean, he wasn't very kind to my mom, and mm. he was very uh, disciplinarian yeah. with us. So um, my mom's favorite thing was to say when we would act out, wait till your dad gets home. <laughs> <laughs> and that was not a good thing. That was not a good thing. Mm. But, oh, wow. But eventually we moved from that neighborhood because he wanted to increase his okay his wealth or increase his uh, property. So mm-hmm. he bought a building, and we lived in that building for a time. And, and we also moved to another building that he had. And mm-hmm. um, it, was, uh, it was a place where I didn't know God very much that mm-hmm. time. I really uh, got into my... Uh, my religious life with my first husband, Mm -hmm. but that wasn't a good situation either. He was very controlling. He was an alcoholic. Mm. And so. So when did you marry him? When I was 22. You were 22. Mm -hmm. And um, he was being uh, groomed to be a reverend in a church. And I thought, but you go to church on Sunday with alcohol on your breath. Oh, man. And I had no respect for him. Mm -hmm. And, And it's like it spiraled down from there. How long did that marriage last? About a little over two years. Okay. I had my first son, uh, Terry, with mm-hmm. him. And when he started to threaten my son, I said, it's time to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I had a sister who lived in uh, the area where we were living at the time, and she came with her little uh, pinto uh-huh. with a hatchback. And uh-huh. I stuffed everything I could in that car wow. that, I, that I needed. and uh, Took the baby. Took the baby, but he also came home before I was you know, finished mm-hmm. packing the car. And uh, he was actually in a cast from one of his night outings. But, mm. And he tried to harm me. He went to the kitchen oh. and got a knife oh my and goodness. hit it behind his back. Mm. And I saw it. And uh, wow, I called the police. Good. And they came really fast. In Chicago, that probably wouldn't happen these days, but they came sure. really fast. And uh, the policeman said, don't, don't uh, do anything you're going to regret. She's going to get the child anyway, so... So he let you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I lived with my sister for a time until I could get an apartment of my own. And mm. uh, and you were you a believer in God at this time or, or in Jesus? I didn't, but I knew God mm-hmm. was there. Yeah. Because when I came to the church next door, he exploded mm-hmm. in my life. And I said, these are all the things he's done for me. Oh, yeah. He was there all the time. Oh, I want to get to that tomorrow. So you'll stay with us because we have got to unpack this story even more. It's kind of a cliffhanger. Here you are <laughs> uh, taking your baby. You're, you're going to the safety of your sisters, but you knew God was there and with you. So I want to get to that. You have been listening to Simply for Women. I'm Jennifer Jackson and here with Elaine Bolton. We love to share stories, stories of God and his faithfulness. So tomorrow, I hope you'll join us because she's going to share more of her journey. 
You know, if you want to listen to previous episodes or even the teaching part at the beginning of the show, go to jennifer-jackson.org. That's right, jennifer-jackson.org. There's prayers for you. There's recipes. And you can even sign up to be with us on the show. You've been listening to Simply for Women. We hope that today's show has been a blessing to you as you seek to simply live out your faith. To hear today's show again or to share it with a friend, search Simply for Women wherever you get your podcasts. Or visit Jennifer's website at jennifer-jackson.org. That's jennifer-jackson.org. Thanks for joining us on Simply for Women. Take time today to simply be. Simply be with God. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.